Hello, and thank you for listening to the Half-Ass Housewife podcast, where you get to learn about business from a mediocre military spouse. Today we have Trif- Tiffany Trejo of Black Label Candle Company to talk about her business and life as an entrepreneur. Hello, Tiffany. Hi, thank you for having me. Thanks for coming. I'm so excited. I am obsessed with your candles and have like three <laughs> at my house, so super excited for you to be here today. Hello. Um... She makes a coffee candle that you just have to find and buy and use forever. Um, after that introduction, I feel like we don't even need the podcast. Just no, nope, that's it. Just go buy my candle. <laughs> just go buy my candle and and, and that was enough. <laughs> First of all, tell me a little about yourself. How did you come to Wichita? How did you start into candles? Um, is this something that you were always interested in, or was it just like, I started this and then people kept buying it, and luck is awesome. I mean, you just explained it, so oh. <laughs> this is going to be the shortest podcast ever. Um, so I actually came to Wichita in 2011 when I went to WCU, because I'm from Concordia, which is about two hours north. You just hop on the highway, you'll literally go right through it and pass on if you don't notice that it's there. <laughs> Um, so it sounds like most yeah. of Kansas. Yeah, basically, it's a very boring drive. Um, so I've basically been here for since then. I had a brief stint in New York State because that's where my mom lived at the time. Um, but I've been in Wichita for a long time, so I kind of consider it my home. As far as how I got started into candles, so actually it was never something I really wanted to do. You were, <laughs> I, like, I didn't writing even, in your diary at eight, like no, oh, maybe day. actually I need to go look. <laughs> um, but I actually was in grad school last year, so I pretty much got into candles September of last year. So okay. it really hasn't been that long if you think about like how much has happened in my business. Um, I was in grad school. And I was working at a law firm downtown, and the, one of the ladies there had a box with, like, candle signs on it. And I was like, what is this? Like, do you some stuff, like, in your house? Like, I'm interested to see, because I'm a science person, so I thought it was, like, science stuff. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I make candles! And she brought me to the website and showed me all this stuff, and we talked for, like, an hour about it. And so I went and ordered a kit, because they have little kits, so if you want to make some candles at home. And so I just made them for fun. And then I was going to go to uh, University of Tennessee to do my research. So I was going there, supposed to go there in November of last year, and this was probably late September. And I was like, you know what? I have these candles I've been making. They smell pretty good. So what if I try to sell them to fundraise to go? Because my department was very underfunded, and I wasn't even going to get enough money to cover my trip. Or like even like half to cover my trip. And it was in Knoxville, so of course I can only take like a small plane to get there because it's a small airport. So it was just, there was a lot of obstacles when it came to money. And so I sold them for 10 bucks a piece, just a little tin, nothing on them. And I ended up making enough for my plane ticket plus a little bit extra. So that was really oh, cool. cool. Yeah, and then it was of course near the holidays. So when I got back from Tennessee, people were still like, hey, I want some candles. Like, I want to give them as a gift or whatever. And I was like, okay. So I kept making candles and I remember buying like, I did like four or five different orders for supplies because I had no idea what to expect. Yeah, you're like, oh, I'm just doing this for fun. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, I was like, I guess I should order some more, and I didn't think about it. And so it just kept kind of coming along, and so I was like, why don't I just turn this into a business? And my husband and I 
we're both working on getting out of debt. Well, mostly me. It's my student loan debt. <laughs> He's pretty much yeah. debt free. <laughs> so How student loans can get you. Oh, yeah. I start payments next month, and I, I don't want to talk about it. I might okay. cry. <laughs> so go buy some candles, please. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Um, but we were thinking of ideas for businesses, and I never really saw myself as wanting to open a business or to be an entrepreneur, even though my dad is one. Um, he owns a funeral home, so it's way different. Not really product-based, but... I grew up with that, and so I never thought about it, I guess. I don't know. He just worked. I didn't think about that whole side, and so... But it's much different when your dad is the owner rather than yeah. just an employee. Yeah, so I did see, like, the benefits of... He has a very flexible work schedule. Obviously, if, you know, someone passes away and has to take care of them, that kind of happens, like, right then, and that was kind of, like, the unfortunate part of having to, like, work with that versus, like, on my side... I'm just making candles and <laughs> like, um, but I did see kind of like how that was for him. Where did he get to go to like school events or yeah things during the week? Yeah, that some parents don't get that kind of time off. No, which and is really nice. even more so now that I'm older. He has way more time, and it's also he's been in business since I was like three, so 23 years now, and so it's kind of just like a smooth, smooth machine, and he comes down and sees me a lot. So I kind oh, of cool. thought about that, and I was like, huh. So I took December to kind of think about it, and January and February, and then I finally launched March 1st with four original scents that I still have, and then it's kind of the rest is history from there. <laughs> I can't even believe, because you're in how many stores in Wichita now? Oh, man. Um, I believe 11. Well, you're, I was going to say like four or five, no, and I was like, in Wichita, I like think I have five? like seven. That's crazy to only out, out be... Of, out of the uh, Wichita. That's... Yeah. Yeah. Her... But your candles are also more sustainable or eco-friendly, correct? Because they're yeah. soy candles. Tell me yeah. a little bit about that. Because for me, now that I'm a more um, educated consumer, I don't like purchasing big box store candles because... I don't know how they were made. I don't know what the the ramifications environmentally are for that. So tell me a little bit about why your candles are, they don't have to be perfectly eco-friendly. Your yeah. business doesn't have to be that. But it's a better choice than going to other stores that I'm not going to name. But <laughs> you all know who they are. <laughs> you know who they are. Um, that are not eco-friendly um, at all. Yeah. And they don't take that into consideration unless they're going to get fined from the government for it. Yeah, which so hasn't happened. So, yeah. So, first, most candles that you would buy at a big box store are made out of paraffin. So that's been, like, the classic wax that has been used since probably manufacturing started because it's oil-based. So those typically burn fast because they're kind of like a fuel, so they burn fast, and then they do hold scent well and all of that, but they... They just really, you don't get value for your money when it comes to that. And plus, since it's oil-based, it's pollution. And it's polluting, it's not only polluting when they're making the candles and they're doing the process, because every little bit of wax is processed, even soy wax is, is a type of process to make it the wax, but you're also putting pollution in your home. Because that will leave contaminants in the air and you'll be breathing it. And so, like... <laughs> A lot of places are trying to go to more of a paraffin soy blend 
and you will notice on a candle if it's soy or not because they will tell you like they will definitely tell you because it's a big marketing thing and so if it says like oh soy blend it's probably soy soy and paraffin I mean there's other types there's beeswax and um, there's coconut wax now which I've never messed with but that would be fun to try out in the future I probably will never do beeswax just because my candles are vegan and I would like to keep it that way even yeah. though I'm not personally vegan but it's a selling point and, and I rather it's it is more still environmentally friendly and kind of sustainable I feel like that's what yeah so so I use only natural soy wax it's grown here in the US so it's sourced from the US which is really nice Even too cooler. yeah um, so it's just soybeans that are processed and basically turn into wax and they're wax flakes is how they come to me so they're just little chunks basically um, and then I use fine fragrance oils so they are non-toxic even though basically any candle you'll buy will have fragrance oils in them but there's different levels of toxicity so like the supplier that I buy a lot of my scents from um, they just did this huge thing where they went phthalate free which is like a hormone disruptor okay. and it's just not good in general yeah. it's shown to be a carcinogen um, and that's another thing with big box stores is you don't really know what they're putting in it because guess what they don't have to tell you they can put fragrance because they're not perfume. consuming it mm -hmm. yeah and they don't have to tell you so Even you don't you know technically consuming it. yeah you just not in the way people think so and then I also use cotton wicks so that's sustainable in the past there were lead wicks but obviously that's not a thing anymore it shouldn't be a thing anymore <laughs> no um, but there are like zinc cores and different types of cores that you could do um, and then all of my containers are recyclable so metal tin glass jar they can be cleaned out I always tell people to put it in the freezer because then you can just pop your wax out oh yeah cool. way easier than like trying to wipe it out or whatever method you've tried because that was something else that we talked about is yeah I suggested and hopefully hoping in the future will happen <laughs> is a recycle program where, where you yeah. can pay and send your candle jars back and get them refilled for maybe a discounted price since you already have that container yeah that's um, something I want to bring on in 2020 so, yeah because yeah, yeah. that's again I'm not I try to be environmentally friendly, but I'm not going to be perfect. I'm not going to be like the trashes for tossers. It's, I don't know if you know her, but she has three years or five years of trash in one little yeah, mason jar. That's crazy. That's too hard for me. <laughs> but making choices like buying your candle instead of buying a candle somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And then I'm helping the local economy and not just filling somebody's bank account that's already pretty yeah. filled. Yeah. <laughs> um, going from that, I, I'm a little bit your ideal client, um, but since we talk about a lot of business and branding, I want to know who your ideal client is. Um, just because <laughs> I feel like no, a lot kidding. of people get so excited, and yes, a lot of people can purchase your candle and love it. Yeah, and there's a huge range of people. There's like, a yeah. huge range, yeah. but when you market, you want to kind of narrow it down. Yeah. And I feel like I want to talk about this on the podcast because so many people have come to me and been like, everybody can benefit from my product, but not everybody's going to buy your product. I like to say no. there are still people in this world that don't like ice cream or it's too cold for them or they're diabetic or there's, there's a lot of reasons why, you know, yeah. ice cream is something that not, not even everybody loves or mm -hmm. consumes. So 
getting down to who's going to actually purchase from you and knowing that audience and speaking to that audience is very important. So I want to, I'm going to start asking all my guests that because other entrepreneurs need to hear it too. Yeah. So it's actually really interesting for me because when I started my business, I didn't really touch the marketing or branding side. I'm kind of just going back now, eight months later, and I'm doing a brand refresh and kind of working out the details and figuring out kind of what direction I want to go in. But I honestly think that because I do most of my business locally and then I do a little bit online, um, by taking the data that I have seen, you know, what people have bought, the people that come back, and kind of looking at that really well and formulating what my ideal client is from that somewhat, I think it's easier now because if I would have been out in the beginning and been like, hey, this is my ideal client, and then those aren't the people locally that bought from me, I would have been really SOL, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, I know what the purpose of it is for because I know a lot of times that's really how you, you target the person. Um, but now I would say it's probably it's definitely a woman. Men buy my candles too, but 100% a woman when it comes to ideal client. Um, 20 to 35 age range they are passionate about their local economy um, and they love to shop local and then I also like to add on because I think I've seen this a lot is they are passionate about higher-end or luxury items as well not necessarily that they go and just spend a you know a lot of money on luxury items but they prefer that more upscale feel and that's just who they are as a person something I have changed since being married to my husband is I was raised by a single mom, so it was really just whatever we could afford. But mm -hmm. now that I we make a little bit more money and I can be a little more conscious, um, my husband always, we wait to purchase something until we can afford something of quality. Mm -hmm. Because in the long run, it's going to save you a lot of money. Definitely. Um, so that I... I am definitely your ideal client. But <laughs> to add on to that, that's the kind of person that you you're targeting because yeah. your candles do last a long time. They're healthier for the environment. They're healthier for my home. And I have a two-year-old running around, and I try my best to do everything. I use, um, like, more healthy cleaners. I use laundry detergent that doesn't have a scent or anything in it. Um, eventually, I'll probably hire Katie from the Wellness Roots to, like, make me laundry detergent and whatnot. I'm not quite to that, but, <laughs> like, that's the kind of things that I consider. And so... I am your ideal client for that kind of, <laughs> that mentality of, I have the money to spend on more quality and more um, thoughtful items. Yeah. Kind of. That makes sense. No, that makes sense. Exactly. I just like yeah. talking about myself and then talking about your candles. <laughs> um, so you recently left your full-time job to pursue this. Um, how was that? What was that like? Did you, do you absolutely love it? Do you need, are you still trying to adjust or trying to, do you have to set a schedule? Tell us about that. So it was absolutely terrifying at first, not going to lie. And I definitely still have moments because it's been about a month now. So um, I definitely still have moments where I'm like, was that the right decision? You know, because if you get into your mindset of, oh, I won't, I might, maybe I won't make enough money or blah, 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 blah. I just kind of, you know, it spirals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I have to be like, nope. You know, you're doing what you can, you're working hard, and that's that. But um, the first two weeks were really, really rough for adjusting because <laughs> I kind of didn't want to do anything, but I kind of, like, I had to. Like, I had a lot of stuff that piled up. Like, it was a really great time for me to leave because I had 
so much stuff that just came in that like last week of my other job that I don't know how I would have done it all working full time. Like, I don't think there was enough hours in the day. <laughs> um, and so, like, the first two weeks was really hard because I was really just like, okay, I need to do this, I need to do this, I need to do this. Like, where's what priority? And, I mean, making candles is pretty much always my priority because that's how people get candles if they order them or whatever. Um, but now that I'm a month in, and even though the holiday season is, like, just about to ramp up for me, and, like, if I think about the next two weeks, I could have a panic attack, even though <laughs> I know it will be fine. But I, it's nice to have some of a schedule. Like, I started making my days themed. So, like, Mondays I do admin work. Um, Tuesdays I take up projects. Like, I'm working on a website right now. So that's a big project. Yes. <laughs> and Wednesdays I make candles and, and so on. So that really helps me because it gives me a structure. Um, I'm not quite as rigid with my time um, just because I do have so much stuff I have to do. And my husband works from like 3 to midnight basically so I typically work from like 2 to 10 yeah. that's about my time um but it's really hard to shut your brain off I've learned <laughs> like oh I, yeah I work sometimes <laughs> till 1 in the morning just because I'm on a roll and I don't want to stop or when I wake up at 7 I start working right away I'm like okay like I think I need to set boundaries over time because I think it will just run over into everything if I'm not careful so. Yeah, <laughs> it'll definitely happen. Yeah. And, like, and I then you'll get burnt out and then you won't enjoy it. So it is yeah. very important to set those boundaries. Um, but I like that you do themes. Yeah, so. that's helped a lot. Yeah. Because I'm one of those people where I love to organize and I love to have plans, but I'm not the best at following them. I'm really, and I'm, this is something I think I've learned about myself. And I've, um, I saw something that Sarah Yost posted the other day about showing up for yourself and making appointments with yourself and oh I love that yes yeah and <laughs> I saw that. it resonated with me because when I was working full-time you know I'd I'd wake up sometimes at 5 a.m. to work on business stuff before I go to work so then I go to work at 8 I come home at 5 and I'd work on business stuff till 10 p.m. and I would do that every day and it was a lot and I kind of just didn't think about it but I was joking with my husband the other day about how one week I literally cried every single day. As I was making candles, I was crying <laughs> because I was just overwhelmed. Yeah. And <laughs> well, I feel and it's so silly, but it's so funny because you're actually living a lot of entrepreneurs' dreams. I know. Because there is a demand for your product before you were like, "Oh, I want to make this a business." A lot of people yeah. have the business idea and the plan and then have to go and find the customers. I feel like you had the customers first. Yeah. I did a lot of things backwards. Things but that's just happened. Good. Backwards I, I mean, for me. I I'll take customers any day. Yeah. <laughs> like that. Um my next one is oh, this is perfect segue. If you could do anything different when you started your business, what would you have changed? Well, I, I, this is two part for me. The first is I don't think I really took it seriously because I knew that I was going to be working full time. Because I started in March of 2019 this year. I was graduating in May with my master's degree, and I knew I already, basically, I almost already had a job lined up right after. So I knew that it wasn't going to be my full-time gig. Well, you thought. You I thought, thought that it wasn't going to be my full-time <laughs> gig. Life showed you. <laughs> it really did. No, I didn't. I When I started my business, the purpose of it for me, like monetarily, was to pay for my student loans. That's all I wanted it to be. And then... One day, maybe five years down the road or something, but when we wanted to have a child, I would have be able to go home and do both. Um, and that kind of kicked me in the butt. So that <laughs> did not happen like that. Um, and as far as the other thing, it was processes. So I did not have any processes when I started. 
I didn't have a freaking spreadsheet yet. <laughs> so um, I've like the last month I've kind of gone back and been like, I need I need process for this, blah, 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 blah. And I mean, I'm one person to like, I pretty much know what's going on all the time. My husband helps me here and there, but he pretty much doesn't do really any of the business stuff. He'll do like, um, he'll make melts sometimes for me or he'll, he helps me with events. So it's stuff like that. Um, so just kind of like going back and realizing like, I started with no stockist, right? But now I have like 12 total if you count on the gift box as well. So if you count that, I didn't even have, like I, I wrote down how much I gave to them. I, like I don't have a funnel spreadsheet with like each one, which would be really nice now. Like when I started with them four months ago. I do now. Okay. I was like, yeah. need to Don Monroe because she's amazing. No, I do now. Um, but that's like things I didn't think of. I didn't think ahead when it came to stuff that would literally keep your business going or else you could just lose track really easily so and then it's not fun during taxes or yeah to i'm not looking for the taxes in this year <laughs> keep writing things off yeah <laughs> that's my my thing um i've seen that you you've done a couple of collaborations um have you had a favorite collaboration so far my favorite would probably be the custom order i did with the halstead labels on them um, so that little order, so that was my first actual custom label I've ever done. And they look just like my other ones, except because she wanted them to look the same, except they say Halstead. So Halstead's actually the town I graduated from. So my mom lived there when I was in high school, and I moved there, I believe, my sophomore year of high school, and I lived there until I graduated, but my mom had moved away. So I moved in with a family. Long story, but the... One of the daughters opened her own salon in Halstead, and so that's why we did the collab to do the Halstead candle, and then she sold them. So that was really cool because I was reconnecting with someone I spent, you know, like a year living with and seeing her dream of um, becoming an entrepreneur and then seeing my candles there. So there's just like that a cool connection cool. all yeah. around. So never so would have thought that would happen. So, <laughs> um, If you could tell your customers or potential clients one thing, what do you want them to know about you or your candles? Okay, this is probably the hardest question. <laughs> <laughs> um, about probably about my candles is just that um, they are different, and they I don't want to say they are better than a box store, but they are better because no, I hand make them because they're amazing, and I well, thank you died when you told me that there was a <laughs> coffee scent. I like tracked this woman down. I am so obsessed with coffee; it's not People even funny. People are always surprised by that scent too. Oh, they're like, so "Oh, good. coffee!" and they smell. They're like, "Oh, it smells and, like coffee." Well, and it yeah, doesn't smell a like a coffee. fake junky. No, it's so good. Yeah. I have it in my dining room actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna light it when I get home tonight. Um, but yeah, that. So my, it is a superior product. I would say it is a superior product. It is a superior product, especially knowing that. Now that you've kind of explained the science between behind why soy candles are so much better for the environment. And yeah. It's quality. Yeah, it is quality. And you're working with one-on-one -on -one person. So if you have a problem with the product or maybe you want to see something in the future, you can come direct to me and talk to me about it. Oh, I have a list of scents. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'm always open to that because I do want to bring on some new things next year. But it's hard because, like, sometimes I pick things because I like it or maybe I don't like it. Well, actually, our bestseller, Dark Amber, I don't really like that much. People love it. But I, I am not a fan. You're not a fan either? I, People go nuts. And I, 
I don't know. There's this. I don't like musky scents though, and that's my yeah. thing. And it, like, it has something to do with like my body chemistry too. It just doesn't sit well with me. But people love it. But not so, everything is for everyone. So no, it's perfect. Exactly. So yeah, it's just. So my products are handmade with love. You know, I really do love making candles. And my degree was actually in biological anthropology, so it was like more sciency, like mixed with humanities a little bit. So I love the science part of making candles, and the fact that it brings like. When I see customers' faces when they smell my candles, when they buy one, they're so excited. Like, that's the best part for me. Oh. Because I'm just like, wow, like, something I made brings someone that much joy. So, I I just, yeah, I love that, too. What, have you picked a word for 2020? I have. It's actually technically two words, but it's level that's up. okay. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Yeah, it's kind of been floating around for a while. Um, I really want to level up in my business and in my personal life as well. Um, the last part of this year has been a lot of healing for me. So I went back and saw a therapist and I've worked through things that I've gone through in the past that I didn't realize like were haunting me essentially. And, and so, that can mess you up in your business. Yeah, and I definitely didn't want that. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, but and I have learned like a lot of like my negative traits actually don't present themselves in my business for some reason. It's like I have an alter ego for my business. It's kind of how I feel like it is in my head. <laughs> And for some reason in my business, like if I see something that makes me jealous or if it makes me feel negative about myself and my business, I do the opposite. I go, let's do something positive instead. I would have never done that in my personal life before because that's like something I've been trying to learn. So I'm not sure what like the difference is for me, but I'm like, oh man, look at their candles. Like they look like they're killing it. And I'm like, okay, let's reach out to another stalker. So let's do this or blah, blah, blah. And then usually something exciting comes from it. So it's worked I out really it. well. Yeah. And you, I love that you're talking about going to therapy because I, I struggle with PTSD from the birth of my child and I went and saw a therapist and I've been on meds and it's, I just think it's something that we need to talk about more openly and not yeah. hide. And so thank you for sharing that because yeah. I, and I've had people reach out and be like, I don't know if therapy is for me or I'm kind of afraid to go or I I don't want to be looked at as crazy, and it's therapy like is for everyone. I think everybody should get therapy, like a therapy checkup once a year. I think I that it's like it should be a mental health, and I think that you should go to therapy with your significant other before you have children. That's good to know <laughs> for sure. Because <laughs> it's, it's people think that it, also side note: do not have a baby if you think it's going to save your marriage. <laughs> Just don't. oh yeah, because no. it will ruin it. Yeah. <laughs> it will, not all, but I love my baby and I love my husband. But we went through a rough patch after. I, I don't think the PTSD helped, but. Yeah. Um, and you're working with, I'm going to do a little shout out for Sarah Yost, your business coach. She's also been my business coach. I need to hire her again. And I like that her, she d digs deep into personal issues. Yeah. To That's help always your been scary business. for me. <laughs> because there's, you know, you can have personal obstacles that come out in your business and then are stopping you from being the ultimate business boss that you can be. So, yeah. yay. Um, so I feel like 2019 was kind of like a surprise year for you. 100%. And so <laughs> I feel like I'm so excited to see what 2020 is going to happen because I feel like you're ready. And yeah. You've, you've done the steps. You've done the healing. You've done the research. You've. You're starting to rebrand, which is really exciting, um, so that in 2020, you are ready. Yeah. 
we're going to see you in stores all over the world. <laughs> I was just telling my husband, I don't think I ever want to be in a big box store because, like, I still want my brand to be authentic to us or to me. And I feel like if you get into, like, a really big store and they literally just, I feel like they just take, like, kind of take over your business in a way. Not, like, totally, but I want to stay, like, in smaller stores and then just branch out everywhere. I think that would be my ideal. So I used to want to only get into, like, big box stores. And I was like, no, that's not even, like, my my thing is to be, like, Unless you're Chip and Joanna Gaines and you have your own little section. Yeah. That's very you. Yeah. It's, yeah, the store's going to take over. Yeah, don't want that. I have an idea for you for after the show. All right. Uh, whole, uh, she's gonna, you're going to see big things from her next um, year. Um, and then last of all, where can the audience find you? So I have Instagram. That's probably where I'm most active. Sometimes I do talk about my therapy and I do talk about more personal things. And I kind of go back and forth whether do I share more personal or oh, do yeah. I share business? Because sometimes I'm like, this is nothing to do with my business, so keep scrolling if you don't want to listen. But people <laughs> want to know you and they want to get to know you, which is yeah a really cool thing we're seeing in business right now is it's not just the product. People want to, want to feel like they're supporting you. So keep on sharing. Yeah. I mean, don't share too much. but <laughs> <laughs> You don't need to know every detail. So but I ate today. <laughs> every day. <laughs> Um, so that's just Black Label Candle Co. Okay. on Instagram. Same as Facebook. Um, I post a lot on Facebook. That's a lot of times for more local people or people who don't have Instagram. And then I have an Etsy, which is um, www.etsy.com slash shop slash Black Label Candles US. Because okay. someone took my name. Okay. <laughs> and they didn't even sell <laughs> the candles in it. Um, and then I'll have a website pretty soon that I will announce. Very cool. Hopefully next year. Early and next I year. will... These will all be in the show notes, and then I will edit when she comes out with her website. Oh, yes. Yeah. That sounds great. So thank you so much, and I we will probably interview you again next year oh, to great. see where you're at, <laughs> to see the leveling up happen. Um, so thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me.